So the ATF is now facing their new rule on frames and receivers being thrown out and vacated in its entirety. So let's talk about this. But real quick before we jump into this video, if you think the ATF needs to be abolished, go ahead and hit that like button and subscribe. Also, I just wanted to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Uh, as I'm filming this right now, it's uh, Christmas Eve. So just wanted to thank you guys for all the support you've shown me over the last few years, for all the support you continue to show me. And I hope you and your family have great holiday season, a good Christmas. And I know I'm going to be enjoying the time with my family as well. But just wanted to thank you guys and wish you guys a Merry Christmas. How's it going, everyone? My name is Anthony Miranda. I am a licensed and practicing attorney in the state of California with an emphasis on Second Amendment rights. I've been part of Second Amendment litigation both at a state level and a national level while serving as a staff attorney with the Farms Policy Coalition legal team. My goal with these videos is not to provide you any legal advice, but instead to help you understand what's currently going on in the battle for our right to keep and bear arms. As I mentioned in the intro, in this video, we will be discussing how the ATF is facing another major loss in the Texas case challenging the ATF's new rule on frames and receivers. The case we're going to be talking about in this video is called Vanderstock v. Garland. In this case, Farms Policy Coalition, along with the additional plaintiffs, including various 80% manufacturers, have filed a motion for summary judgment. If you don't know what a motion for summary judgment is, in its simplest terms, this type of motion asks the court for a judgment on the issues presented in the case before a trial actually happens. This summary judgment motion requests that Judge Reed O'Connor in this case rule that the new rule on frames and receivers that the ATF put into effect is in fact an overstep of the ATF's authority and therefore he should vacate that ATF final rule on frames and receivers. As you may recall, in this case, Vanderstock, plaintiffs sued the ATF and are seeking for a federal court here to find that this new rule is invalid under the Second Amendment and also under other constitutional violations and also procedural errors as well. In this lawsuit, the plaintiffs also requested a preliminary injunction initially from the court to enjoin, i.e. halt the enforcement of the ATF's new rule while this case was currently making its way through the process. On review, federal judge Reed O'Connor granted a limited preliminary injunction against the ATF initially. Looking at the ATF's rule on frames and receivers, he found that the ATF's rule was indeed facially invalid under the plain text of the statute and that Congress did not grant the ATF authority to regulate these types of items. So he granted a limited preliminary injunction in favor of one of the plaintiffs called tactical machining. Later, he then expanded the preliminary injunction to protect the individual named plaintiffs as well in the case, and also he expanded it to protect the customers of that one company, Tactical Machining. After that, Blackhawk Manufacturing Group, aka 80% Arms, sought to intervene in the case as a named plaintiff, and the court ultimately agreed that Blackhawk Manufacturing Group should be added into the case as a plaintiff. And as soon as 80% Arms was added into the case as a new plaintiff, they then filed a motion for preliminary injunction to prevent the ATF from enforcing that new rule on frames and receivers against their company and customers as well. In granting the new preliminary injunction in favor of 80% arms, Judge Reed O'Connor stated that the final rule purports to regulate firearms parts, including incomplete, non-functional receivers and weapons parts kits, contrary to the plain language of the GCA, which confined the ATF's authority to regulation of firearms, a term which is clearly defined by the statute. He went on to state that, moreover, the final rules expanded definition of frame or receiver to include partially manufactured non-functional receivers within the meaning of firearms, contrary to the GCA's clear statutory definition, is facially unlawful. Because Blackhawk challenges the final rule on those grounds, the court similarly finds that Blackhawk has shown a substantial likelihood of success on the merits of its claims. 
On the basis that the ATF overstepped its delegated powers, he therefore granted the preliminary injunction to protect Blackhawk Manufacturing Group and their customers as well. After 80% Arms was granted the preliminary injunction, a new company called Defense Distributed, which is another 80% manufacturer, also sought to intervene in the case. And recently, Judge Reed O'Connor granted them their ability to intervene in the case as a new named plaintiff. And now all these plaintiffs are seeking a summary judgment from Judge Rita O'Connor. They request that this court vacate the ETF's final rule on frames and receivers. Since the ATF failed to observe the required procedures in creating this type of rule, and also because the final rule violates constitutionally protected rights. The introduction to the summary judgment states that, under the U.S. Constitution, Congress, not the President and his subordinate agencies, maintains all legislative powers of the federal government. Here, though, the ATF and the DOJ usurped those powers when they promulgated the final rule. In so doing, the agencies admitted to seizing the power of the pen from Congress because Congress failed to enact the President's desired policy objectives, or to fulfill his campaign promises to stop the proliferation of so-called ghost guns. That constitutional coup produced the final rule before this court, one that violates both the APA and the Constitution. When evaluated against the requirements of the APA, the final rule fails repeatedly. First, by going beyond the bounds of the Gun Control Act, the agencies exceeded their statutory authority. Second, the agencies flouted the APA's prescribed process when they materially changed the final rule and its basis and ignored public comment. Third, the agencies acted arbitrarily when they failed to adequately explain their reversal of their prior application and enforcement of the GCA and failed to consider important aspects of the problem. The final rule also violates constitutional requirements and principles. The final rule is unconstitutionally vague because it fails to give understandable notice to regulated persons. Further, the final rule violates the First Amendment by restricting and chilling speech based on both the speaker and the content. Finally, by legislating where Congress chose not to, the agencies violate both the delegation doctrine and the take care clause. The final rule's substantive and procedural flaws cannot be cured. Plaintiffs respectfully request that this court vacate the final rule and enjoin its enforcement. So this is really great news. You have FPC along with other plaintiffs asking the district court judge in this case to vacate the ATS final rule on frames and receivers. This judge has already been very favorable in this case and has already granted a couple times now a preliminary injunction protecting various companies and the customers as well. Essentially finding that the ATF had overstepped its authority, that they didn't have this authority under the GCA. And now there is a very strong probability that he will find the same way on this motion for summary judgment. And if he grants this motion for summary judgment and vacates the final rule, that essentially makes this final rule on frames and receivers null and void. However, one of the things I do want to note is that the ATF will likely appeal this up to the Fifth Circuit. They will appeal the granting of any summary judgment up to the Fifth Circuit and they will seek the Fifth Circuit to essentially reverse that decision. However, that still would be a solid win regardless. And also, I want to note that even in this case, a lot of people have been saying, well, it just applies to Texas. No, this is a federal case. It has broader impacts than just the state of Texas. Also, this case and ruling will be very important with the looming pistol brace rule. We know that the ATF is planning to drop that pistol brace rule really soon, has already submitted it to the White House, and the likelihood is in just the next like week or so, we will see that finally hit. And this case here against the ATS frames and receivers rule is really important for stopping that pistol brace rule as well, because 
a win in this case, a granting of a summary judgment in this case, sets the foundation for down the road when there are lawsuits against the pistol brace rule, they can essentially just follow the guidelines and the foundation set in this case because the ATF did the same type of process in the frames and receivers rule that they are now going to try to implement with the pistol brace rule. So a win in this case will also be important to set groundwork for future challenges to that pistol brace rule as well. So that's a quick breakdown of the Texas ATS frames and receivers case and important development that has happened in this case. If we get any more information, I will let you all know. Also, if you have any questions, go ahead and comment down below and I'll try to answer the best of my ability. Also, if you like this video and like support the channel, one of the best ways to do that is to like, comment, and subscribe. All those things help to fuel the algorithm or fuel Algor's rhythm. It adds fuel to his jet. It signals to YouTube that you guys see value in these videos and in this type of two-way news. As always, I want to thank everybody who likes, comments, subscribes, who hits the notification bell, who shares these videos. You guys directly impact these videos, impact this channel, help me to reach and educate more people than I could ever do on my own. So as always, thank you all for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And never forget, this is Built Barm Scholars, and this nation will be maintained Barm Scholars. And also, Merry Christmas.